Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. As we use the, well, we did use the international break to take stock. We're still using it because it's still going on. There's still matches to do. Last week we had, uh, we looked at the latest goals and assists imminent table. This this week we've got even more stats to try and spot those under the radar gems and differentials as we look ahead to Prem, Fancy Premier League game week five and try and pinpoint those under the radar gems um to do this we obviously use those goals and assist imminent tables we we will show them again but i do urge people to have a look at last week's video for that um I do apologize for being a tiny bit late um someone um changed the special code that i use um to uh, do the video and uh, it took me a little while to work out um, that it had been changed. Um, so that, that would have been nice to know that in advance. But uh, you never know. Um, OK, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at some ultra low owned differentials, worst defences um, with the captaincy in mind. Uh, there's talk of going against Haaland this week. Uh, I wonder how, how brave people will be nearer the deadline. We'll also look at Burnley and Luton players ahead of their double. Uh, and we'll reveal our game week five team thoughts and also take some live Q&A questions from yourselves at the end in the live chat. Uh, my name is Joe and joining me to unearth some under the radar gems is Tom Freeman, Fancy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm OK. Thanks, Joe. Um, enjoyed the international break. It's, it's been a little bit quieter at Scout, which is sometimes nice to take a step back and spend a little bit, bit longer on your articles and uh, and such other things. Um, but it'll be good to have the Premier League back um, game week five on Saturday, which is what we're here for today. Um, excellent. Um, let's welcome those who have joined us early in the live chat as well. Gee whiz. Uh, Leo is good. One, two, three. Nuisance. Uh, Robbo Aust. Uh, John Cahill. FPL Marshall. A Dawson. Ted Wilson. Um, uh, typo 14. Uh, Ahmed. Uh, Lucas. Let's talk vinyl. J77 lag and many more thanks so much for joining us do remember to press that like button if you're enjoying your content that you are watching also do remember to press subscribe if you're not already doing that um, that means you can keep up to date with all our latest uh, content uh, throughout the season um, so you don't miss out um, well let's have a look at Burnley and Luton and let's see 
if they're any of their assets to get. No, <laughs> there we go. Uh, there aren't any. Uh, my little joke. Ho, ho, ho. Um, what you will find over the next three weeks uh, is that they're basically like uh, vintage 80s Barcelona or something like that. Um, and uh, the, their, their assets will grow and grow as more content comes out and more people look at them. But they're basically both quite pants. They're promoted sides. Uh, both of their sets of players are OK. They're a better <laughs> but having said that, they do have a double game week and their assets are quite cheap. And depending on the way your team is set up, you might better get some of their players. So we have high, are, are highlighting them. And I I mean, I already own a Burnley player, uh, Beckham Bayer, um, in my, in my oh, defence. I don't think I'll field him uh, during the double, no. but you never know. Um, but the Luton, um, is, have they got a more favourable double game week. So it is possible to take take a chance on one or two of their players, I think. Um, so, um, okay, Tom, let's have a look at their, their stats. These are the best ones. Um, okay. I mean, just before we uh, look at these, I mean, are you considering getting any Luton or Burnley players in? I prefer Luton players because of the, the fixtures, not only in the double game week seven, but the ones that precede it as well. They play Fulham and Wolves. They feel a little bit more stable when I watch them as well. Mm -hmm. I've seen a bit of Burnley this year, and I think they, they probably need to be a bit more pragmatic. They've lost all three at home as well. I think 11-3 yep. aggregate score. Yep. Um, they look okay when they got the ball, but they're just way too open at the back, yep. a lot of gaps. So I think if I were to invest in a player from either side, it would, it would definitely be a Luton one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the same with me. I mean, I've got, um, say, for example, my team, we'll talk about uh, teams a bit later I've got Evan Ferguson he could be injured he could be injured for a while um yeah. him to Morris would, is just fairly simple easy move if he is unavailable for Manchester United and Bournemouth um but if he is available that I'll, I'll wait I don't want I don't mm. want Luton and Burnley players hanging around for too long in my team um no. but nevertheless let's look at the stats so I've, I've sorted this by minutes per expected a goal involvement non-penalty uh, bearing in mind, Morris is on penalties, so um, that's why he's a bit lower here. So Mapanzu uh, costs 4.9. His minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, is uh, a goal involvement every 148 uh, minutes. So that's pretty bad, and that's the best. <laughs> um, and his expected goal involvement delta. So he's underperforming marginally. So he could have got something more. Barkley, Ross Barkley, remember him? Um, so um, newly orange Ross Barkley um, has managed four points across his two starts. That's bad. Um, his minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty uh, goal involvement every 270 minutes. That's really bad. Uh, no assists. Uh, he's created four chances, though, so you never know. Um, and he's marginally unperforming by half a goal involvement. Uh, then you've got Morris, who's overperforming slightly in terms of non-penalty. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Expected goal involvement, in, including his penalty, is marginally overperforming, only marginally. So he's pretty much on course. But his minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. So without penalties, um, it's every 284 minutes. That's really bad. Um, nevertheless, he does have 15 FPL points. Um, he does have a goal. Um and he started all three of their matches. Remember, obviously, they've got double game week, so they're all playing three times. And then you've got Foster at Burnley. So if, you, if you're think, thinking, ooh, I'll get Morrison, might as well go for Foster as well, five million. He's had two goals, 15 points. 
Um, once again, it's minutes for expected goal involvement. Every uh, non-penalties, every 120, 284 minutes. So on a par with Morris. Um, but he's, and he's margin, well, overperforming by a whole goal. Um, has created a couple of chances. So that's the thread, really. They're all quite bad as FPL assets, but the narrative will make them better as the double game week approaches with Burnley facing Newcastle, which is tough, and then Luton, which is easy, and Luton facing Everton, easy, and Burnley, easy. So you're just chucking a needle in a haystack here, really, and hoping you're going to get some points. Uh, or you, the needle's going to come out with points in this bizarre mixed metaphor I just invented. But um, yeah, I mean, any, any of those players entice you? Any of the other players that, that I haven't flagged up on this list? Well, I think you highlighted the the right ones there because fitting in midfielders now is is very difficult given the wealth of options. So I don't think anybody's going to be considering any midfielders from these teams. So so it is the forward slot, which people might have available. Um, And a lot of people own Jackson, and it feels like a lot of people are selling him now. But if he doesn't perform against Bournemouth at the weekend, even more people are going to be selling him. So that could be a spot. You've got Evan Ferguson, somebody Mm. like that. People might be looking to switch that. So, and I think Morris is the one out of those two. I think penalty, when, when you talk about these teams who aren't going to create loads of chances, I think penalties is like a really big thing for them. And I think that's what Morris has yeah. got. I think, he's, I think he's averaging three shots per game so far mm-hmm. right across his okay. three matches, which is okay, which is fine. Um, I, I think Luton looked okay against West Ham in their last match mm-hmm. on the uh, the Friday night game before the international break. I think they've got a good atmosphere at Kenilworth Road. Um, I think they'll make it quite tricky for some teams going there, and it is, and it's just the the lead up fixtures. If you're going to move now, it's got to be it's got to be Morris, you know, yeah. and Fulham and Wolves yeah. preceding the double, which is better as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Foster, yeah, tricky fixtures. Plays United and Chelsea, the side of that double, and even the double, I don't think is that appealing. Going to Newcastle with one of the fixtures, no, no, it's not. Um, I mean, I, I've also you know listed uh, Calacio, Del Croy. Cabore, Giles in mm. this list. Once again, I mean, these are really bad. These are really bad FPL picks. These are the kinds of players that you get on Cabore on your on your bench. But it, 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 the narrative will increase that they're amazing assets. But they're not. <laughs> but they I could mean, prove Cabore, me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cabore didn't start the last game. He was no. uh, he was really surprisingly benched. And mm. we haven't quite got to the bottom of what, why that was, because I think he'd look pretty good in the first couple of games that he played mm. for them, but he was benched. So even if you own him, you're going to need yeah. to monitor that situation now. Yeah. I actually like, if you're going to go for a defender, and it would be a Luton defender, I, I prefer Giles. He's yeah. a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the if you look at the underlying numbers from the first few, few games, I don't think any defender in the whole of the Premier League is putting more successful crosses than him. Mm-hmm. It's Luton's game plan. It's get it out to the wing backs. It's whip it into the box for the for the two strikers. Yeah. And so, look, I'm I'm not saying Giles is a fantastic option, but if you do want to go there and you want to play on that additional fixture that they've got, he's probably where I'd be looking at the moment. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so. Um... For example, Morris will be in demand, but the narrative will actually be say, they're going to captain him over someone like Haaland. And I personally won't do that. But I do think it's OK to own one of them and just go for a go for a punt, especially the way I'm set up. I've, I've, 
my third, my my sorry, my second striker until I wildcard is a sort of a floating role where I'm just sort of yeah. using that to to for this exact moment really. Um, Evan Ferguson pretends he's fit. If he is fit, by uh, in game week seven he plays Villa, and which is a, a, a tough fixture. So um, it's an easy movement. And others may have Pedro, for example. Others may get bored of Jackson not scoring. Um, and, yeah. and, and and that's an, that's a good move as well. Others may want to move another one of their their strikers on. So th- it's very convenient for us all there. J seven seven lag in the live chats also pointed out that it's normally keepers who score large in double game weeks. That is true. Um, I can remember that even if you're conceding, if they can pick up those save points. I mean, there's going to be a lot of shots fired at Burnley, for example. So yeah, it was in goal I there. It's, it's not. Yeah, bad. I don't think I don't think you'd want to be starting them week in week out. But it's as if you've got two two keepers there. Yeah. Um, I say that with Luton, I wouldn't mind playing them in the next few fixtures. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's such a there's such a lack of clean sheets around at the yeah. moment, and then why not why not go for it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's Kaminsky at Luton and Trafford at Burnley, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, that's not that's not a bad shot or shout at all, to be honest. No. Um, providing you can maybe bench them in and around it. Definitely. Uh, I mean, as you said, lack of clean sheets as well. A lot of people with Pickford, obviously. Um, mm. I don't think it's too cruel to say to Everton that Luton and Burnley are probably better than Everton. Um, so, so I I would I would okay. argue you could go for that, a punt for them in game week seven. So double game week seven has a marginal interest, but do do temper the thrills and expectations and and uh, you know if you start seeing posts saying they're going to captain Ross Barkley or something like that, then and it's just, it's just reminds you of Josh King and Dennis at Watford, yes, doesn't it? And yes. those and we've got we've got Harland at Molyneux that week in game week seven. So I, I yeah. can't. Some people might go for it, but um, I, I don't see it picking up as much traction as as, as the one I previously mentioned did when mm. it seemed like everybody, were, on, certainly on, on Twitter and the socials, yeah. was punting on a Watford player for a striker um, for, yeah. for captaincy. And then you look back and think, well, why okay. did I do that? Okay. Um, well, let's move on to another table I've got of ultra differentials. So um, last week we looked at sort of goals imminent, assists imminent. And irrespective of ownership, just those who had strong underlying stats, but had yet to sort of um, rack up the goals and assists so far at the beginning of the season, but but had the potential to do so. And these are ultra differentials. These are sort of those tables, but with an ultra differential uh, version there. And as you can see, all, all of these, many of these names here are laughable. But if I just go back to the Luton and Burnley thing, in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty... Pans is the best at 148 minutes. The likes of Morris, non-penalty, this is 284 minutes. And then if you look at the ultra differentials, while some people will laugh at them, all of them, virtually all of no, all of them are better than Luton and Burnley's best player. So laugh away. But if those people laughing are starting to say, oh, I think Luton's tax amazing. Well, then, then you've got no right to laugh at David Brooks at uh, Bournemouth or Trossard at Arsenal uh, or Huang at Wolves because um, these guys are better. <laughs> um, so um, let's have a look at these ultra differentials. So I, I have flagged up ones where there is, I think there could be genuine interest or at l- least they're sort of on the radar, put it that way. Yeah. Um, and others on this list are good, but they're just not getting the minutes. Um, so we've got Neil Mopay. Yeah at top he's moved to Brentford now he's just not going to get the minutes 
So it's almost irrelevant. But he, he did have this spell of Everton of missing the goal a lot, of shooting a lot and missing the goal. And this is why he's top here. So I haven't flagged him up as a, as a must-buy. Trossard is next on the list now. He's not going to get the minutes. He's going to share minutes with Martinelli. He's probably going to replace Martinelli last 20 minutes of the game. He might get the odd start. He's had two FPL points so far out of four. One start. But nevertheless, when he is on the pitch, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 101 minutes, uh, which is pretty good. Next four is Everton, Tottenham, Bournemouth and Man City. So a real mixed bag there. Um, But I flagged him up there because say we get some news that Martinelli's injured, um, then Trossard will be locked in probably. And there we go. (laughs) We we provided the stats for you. yeah, I'd absolutely love it if he was nailed because he's a player I really like. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, he's got a lot of assists since he moved yeah. to Arsenal, even last year of limited minutes. But it does feel like there's a, there was a route into that centre-forward role and could he play that false nine mm. role? But you've got Jesus back now. Yeah. is doing very well playing for England. Yeah. And so it feels like now he's just lost that. There's talk of him playing that left-eight role, but Havertz has been playing there not playing very well and Vieira's now pushing for a start there so it probably is what you would say Joe it would probably take an injury to yeah. Martinelli to yeah. really make him become okay. an option okay so you know we sort of park that thought because if if yeah. he does become an option um he's a very good option according to stats Brooks yeah. at Bournemouth now um he's had 12 FPL points this is this is classic for the show under the radar no one's getting Brooks in no one's talking about Brooks. The the fixtures uh, are mixed um, from an attacking point of view. Chelsea, that's okay, argue, arguably at home um, from an attacking point of view. Brighton, well, Brighton's defence, they're still shipping goals. Could go there. Arsenal at home, that could be tough. And then you've got Everton. So not bad fixtures, I would say. Um, just at the one start, though, but 12 FPL points. If he can get the starts. Yeah. It looks like he could be an option. And he's a classic player that people in the live chat will laugh at. But we've had this before with Wolves attackers and they suddenly rack up the points. So Brooks, I think, is, is a good one for this. Um, but yeah, yeah but he, scored last, he scored last night, didn't he, for Wales? Yeah, there, we, there we go. So, um, he's yeah, informed so, yeah. for club and country. Um, now, Bournemouth are one of those teams where I've got a bit of a mental block on this season. I've just discounted them. and yeah. But... As it's fixtures, probably. Yeah, it's just the fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they should be on the radar. Brooks and Solanke as well. Yeah, absolutely. If, if there wasn't this double game week coming up and Evan Ferguson was injured, Solanke would be another I would be looking at in this sort of take a risk slot. Uh, go safe everywhere else. But, um, and yeah, I, game, game week eight, I think, which that table yeah. just yes. covers the Everton fixture. Yeah. Then I think they play Wolves after that. And I think that's a good little run in Solanke. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's one of the better forwards in that yeah. kind of price category to own. And Brooks is a is a is a, 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 a the biggest differential probably out there. Yeah, but it is. But it is about minutes with them. Yeah. If he can get into that team, then he could offer a bit of value at four point nine. Definitely. Uh, we've got Aya at uh, Brentford and Huang at Wolves. Once again, people probably won't go there. Huang, worth mentioning, he has um, only uh, just that one. Is it, I mean, all of those I've just mentioned, they've all just had one start, but Huang has had 13 FPL points. As we've said, Wolves attack in yeah. certain fixtures. They are getting the points. Got Liverton, uh, Liverpool next, uh, then Luton, then Man City and Villa. So um, not great fixtures, but there is that Luton fixture. 
So uh, Hwang could be getting that, going in some points in game week six there. But I flagged up, the first player I flagged up on this list is a one-year Nottingham Forest. People have avoided Nottingham Forest, I think for a couple of reasons. One is they've got too many players, so people don't know who they are or what they're going to yeah. do. <laughs> so it's hard to pick who's, who's a sort of a talisman. But if there is a talisman, it's this guy. Because he scored, yeah. and oh, you probably correct me, eight, nine games in a row. 25 mm-hmm. FPL points. This is elite. This is, this is a top player. Yeah, he got, he, got, he got an assist in the last game week, but the, the run of attacking returns, he was on a great goal run mm. before that, stretching back to last season. I think he'd scored in yeah. six straight games or something along, something yeah. similar to that. Um, I'll let you carry on, Joe, if you were going to well, go. I, were you no, gonna I was just going ex- to explain about the ownership here. All of the players mm. we mentioned, I haven't put their specific ownership. They're all under 5%. Many of them are under 1%. A one-year... Just sneaked in when I did this at four point eight percent. So he's he's a well owned uh, asset amongst the ultra differentials. He's the king of that. So four point eight percent. So that's all I wanted to say for that. But yeah, with Burnley next, then Man City, but then Brentford and Crystal Palace. It's, it's a good run of fixtures, isn't it? Um, I'd be tempted. Yeah, I think he's he's pretty nailed into that team given his given his form. I know Origi's arrived, but I think he'll be he'll be back up for a while. You've got Gibbs White creating behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, Alanga's gone there as well. They're playing this new kind of three. Well, not new system. They did use a back three at times mm-hmm. last year for us, but they seem to have settled on the recruitment. Seems to be driven towards that kind of shape. And this is the um, the same system that. He played in Germany in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. when he did very well at Berlin before he came over. So it's a system he obviously likes. The wingbacks obviously get crosses into the box, which he, which he can feed off. And um, he's confident. He's on a good run. And I quite like him as an option for, for the next game week. Um, so, you know, Burnley at home is probably about as good a fixture as you can get at the moment, isn't it? Give- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From what we were saying earlier about their defense. Yes. yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, definitely. He's another, if Evan Ferguson is injured for a while, um, yeah. he's another I would be considering. Perhaps go for him um, and then hop on to um, uh, uh, Morris. But, you yeah. know, that's an option. Pedro owners might might be had enough of Pedro, um, who's also not getting starts. And they might want to go for a more reliable striker yeah i think all i would just say is that his three goals this year have come from seven shots and I'm, i flagged it up a couple of weeks ago yeah. that we maybe wanted to see a bit uh, his shot volume go up a, a bit mm-hmm. 
But maybe that will be the fixture. Maybe this Burnley fixture, you'd be a surprise if he isn't getting three or four shots in that yeah. game if he plays 70, 75 minutes. So maybe that will improve once the fixtures get easier for them. So, um, yeah, that, yeah I, I don't dislike that at all. Um, Saar um, at Tottenham, he's at, uh, uh, minutes per expected goal moment, non-penalty every 129 minutes. So once again, way better than any Burnley and Luton asset. But he's 4.6. I mean, a, a, a useful enabler you might get some points on. 16 mm-hmm. points so far, three starts um, out of four, um, an assist and a goal. Um, I mean, they're obviously better assets, but he's, he's what he is. He's 4.6. So you're getting a player that can get you returns at 4.6 from a good side, a good attacking side. Um, so once again, better than Luton and Burnley. <laughs> uh, but the next guy here, 24 points, Crystal Palace striker, Edouard, 5.5 million, uh, four starts, um, started all the matches, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, 134. Not bad fixtures, really. Aston Villa away, but then Fulham at home. Manchester United away and Crystal Palace have a good record against Manchester United and then Nottingham Forest at home. So this is a pretty nice run of fixtures. Um, Edward, now, once again, Crystal, I mean, this isn't just because I'm a Brighton fan, but a bit like Bournemouth. I haven't really paid much attention to Crystal Palace at my cost. Obviously, I'm missing out 24 points. Um, appeal points from Edwards. Um, what, what's your take on 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 Edward? Is it? I mean, he, I'm, I'm saying he is a forward in the game, isn't he? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of talk, you know, he tended to rotate with Mateta quite a bit last year, which always was a bit off-putting, but uh-huh. he, he, there was rumours that Mateta was going to leave. He, he hasn't, but he's very much second choice now. Yeah. Edward's doing well. Okay. I think I think I'm right in saying only Haaland has attempted more shots in the forward category this year okay. than um, Edward. I think he's had something like 18 shots in the box. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good figures and we've just put together a big numbers article for the website and four of his efforts have actually been inside mm-hmm. the six yard box yeah which is ideally if you play a shooting from there he's probably going to mm-hmm. score so um he's got good stats mm-hmm. um good home fixtures the away fixtures maybe not quite so good uh-huh. But suddenly now, I mean, you mentioned Morris, you mentioned Awanihi, and I think you can probably add Edward to that list. There's suddenly three, yeah. four yeah. good players around that price up front mm-hmm. who I think are, are viable options yeah. for the next one. There's uh-huh. loads, suddenly loads of options. I mean, we always talk about forwards, the lack of options, mm-hmm. but there's actually quite a few now. And, and um, you know, we haven't mentioned um, Archer as well, 4.5 million, yeah. Sheffield United. He'll be the main striker. He might He might come off every... 70 minutes, 80 minutes, something like that. Um, but um, while we've got him, you know, we've got we've got that array of money, array of, array of choice, as you just said, but, but loads of money you can save and you can put that money yeah. into defenders. For example, Trippier. You can put it into midfield. For example, Son, who what people want to or, get. Or, or, or Salah, I think, yeah. now that we know he's staying. So, I think a lot of people are going to look him. And we have got the... We have got the players at the right prices available to enable that. Yeah, so I mean, my my, my price points are uh, up front. I've got Haaland, and then I've got Ferguson, so I've got around six million bid in the yeah. bank, and then four point five million. And other people have say Watkins or Jackson. Um, yeah. But with the, those players we're mentioning here, like a one year. Edward Ferguson, you know, these are players that are get hitting sort of over 20 points, 25 points so far. So you can get the the points that Watkins and Jackson arguably should be getting 
for yeah. two million less. So I'm I'm sticking until I wildcard, which should be some point between game week eight and ten, I think, but probably mm. a bit later in that cycle, nine or ten. I'm thinking I'm going to stick with this cheap, cheap striker, well, what, playable what striker. Watkins and Jackson are underperforming, aren't yeah. they? Um, massively on their numbers. Yeah. So if that continues, then yes, yeah, certainly why would you spend two million more on them? It just depends if you think that that is going to change mm. in the next few few fixtures or not. And yeah, that's the definitely. big question. Well, that's that's it. Luckily, we've got time. Um, um, mm. And um, so, but it's interesting for those who are wildcard. A lot of people are wildcarding this week as well. So that's you know an interesting thing that they can. I mean, I think if I was wildcarding, I would go for the more expensive guy. I would go for a Watkins or a Jackson. And then you can drop down. Because you can too, drop yeah. down. Now, mm. if, if I'm wrong and the, the likes of Edward, Wanyi, Ferguson don't keep doing that, then you've got to find that money somewhere to, to go up. Um, so um, I think if you're wild, and obviously with a wildcard, you can, do, you can do that. You can rearrange it. So if you're wildcarding now, I'd probably urge on caution and go for Watkins and Jackson. But I do, I do think there's tremendous value here, but it's a risk if you're wildcarding this week. But if you've got your wildcard in your pocket still, I think I think there's money to be saved there. Um, last name on this list, and I've just flagged him up really just because um, I haven't been given Everton a lot of love so far this season. I don't think anyone has really. But Dan Juma at Everton, Calvert-Lewin, we have to accept is just never going to be fit enough to, to last more than a match, maybe two in a row. So Dan Juma's probably going to get the starts. He's just had 11 FPL points so far, um, but his minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, 137 uh, minutes. Got Arsenal next, but then Brentford, then Luton and Bournemouth. So after the Arsenal game, it's not a bad set of fixtures and Luton-Bournemouth is a lovely little run there. And if you're looking for a differential, game week 7-8, an ultra differential, under 5% owned, and as bad as Everton are, the, the likelihood of them getting returns in Luton, Bournemouth should be quite high. Dan Juma could be could be that man. But um, yeah, a sort of a lesser figure on this list for me. But yeah, what do you what do you think with Everton? I mean, am I being unfair? I mean, are they really that bad? No, I think they've been. They they need to become more clinical. But I think the new signings. I think Beto going in there and Dan Juma is taking a lot of shots at the yeah. moment this year. I think he's he's averaging a shot by every nineteen minutes at the moment. Wow. He's only had a couple of starts. So he, when he's given the chance, I think he'll do all right. And I think that those two fixtures, Luton and Bournemouth, are great. And um, if you have got the flexibility to be able to take, I'd be very happy taking a punt on him for a couple of weeks. Whether or not that will be possible with squads and what mm. they're doing. But, yeah, you know, for somebody who say wild carding in nine... Mm that you could take a punt on the Luton and Bournemouth game and then you're just using the one transfer yeah. to bring him in and then you whip him out in game week nine. Definitely. So um, that, that could be something that, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't dislike it because I do think Everton will improve now they've got Beto in there, Dan Juma in there, McNeil's yeah. coming back as well. He's a really important player yeah. for Sean Dyche. So, yeah, I think that, that I wouldn't be so down on them as maybe others are. Okay, um, let's have a look at worst defences next. Now, I've got this in mind just because um, Haaland will be the most popular captain. He just is, uh, if he's fit, obviously. Um, but there is a lot of interest in other players, particularly Son after his hat-trick. And it looks like he'd be playing up front. Son up front is a better prospect than playing out on the wing. 
Um, guarantee points, nothing in this game does. But um, So I just thought I'd flag up some of the worst defences so far. And this is minutes per expected goals conceded. So that uh, is a fairer because Luton and Burnley have obviously played one match less. So if you were to just do it by expected goals conceded, um, that would be unfair on Luton and Burnley. Um, it just so happens that they're actually rubbish on this metric as well. So in terms of minutes per expected goals conceded, uh, Luton is the second worst and Burnley is the fourth worst. Um, so Fulham are the worst. They are conceding uh, a goal, uh, expected to concede a goal every 32 minutes. Luton every 39 minutes. Sheffield United every 41 minutes. Burnley every 41 minutes. Then Bournemouth... 42 minutes and then it starts getting a little bit bigger there's a bit of a jump to Brighton not much though uh, expected to concede a goal every 48 minutes then you've got Wolves Villa Manchester United and the best the um, and Manchester United and then West Ham uh, minutes per expected goal conceded every 57 minutes so West Ham are sort of mid-table in terms of what they're expected to concede um, West Ham have had no clean sheets and have conceded four goals in contrast, Fulham have conceded 10 um, and uh, uh, Burnley have conceded 11, just to put that into perspective. Best defences, no surprise, Manchester City, Arsenal um, and uh, Chelsea and Brentford. Well, actually, Chelsea is a surprise. Um, but um, so in terms of minutes per expected goals conceded, uh, doing well there. So this is interesting because because um, uh, Man City play West Ham, so Haaland against uh, West Ham, who have only conceded four, but have got no clean sheets and a sort of mid-table here in terms of poor defences. Uh, meanwhile, you've got some better fixtures here. If you've got, say, Spurs, so Son or Madison uh, be captain against Sheffield United, the third worst um, defence so far in terms of minutes per expected goals conceded. Um, and then if you look at the Fulham-Luton game, no one's going to captain them here, but just it's, it's worth interesting. These are the two worst defences up against each other. So this could be a good time to get Morrison, perhaps. Uh, yeah. You might get some returns there. So, yeah, I mean, are you are you captaining Haaland? And is it worth considering captaining someone else? I, I'm pretty certain I'll captain Haaland at this stage. I haven't got Son as an option. I, no. I could bring him in, which we'll, we'll talk about. I can do it in one move. But um, I find it hard to look past Haaland. I mean, you've got West Ham, who are kind of like a mid-table defence, mm. which is what the table suggests, and I think that's pretty fair. What I will say, they have conceded a lot of shots so far. They went to okay. Luton before the international break. They conceded 16 shots. Mm -hmm. They conceded, they, they did well against your team, Brighton, when they sat mm. back and they counted, but they did concede 25 shots in that yeah. game as well. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the goal is getting peppered with the shots. Maybe not like clear plot opportunities, but they're giving up a lot of shots. And I think when you've got somebody like Haaland in town, yeah. he, he'll be able to take advantage of that. I mean, yeah. Haaland, I saw some people earlier on in the season saying, well, the weeks to go against Haaland was when he's got an away fixture. Mm. Um, but he's done pretty well so far. He's scored in both of his away games. He, he missed the penalty at Sheffield United. If he hadn't had done that, he would have got a couple mm. of double-digit returns in those games. Yeah. Um, West Ham will be a much harder game, mm. but um, I still find it hard to to look past him. Um, if you had both, Joe, if you had Son and Harlan, could you be tempted? No. Oh. Uh, I mean, I've got no. Madison. I prefer Madison to Son. Mm. I just think in terms of yeah. pure points, goal involvement, assists, goals, bonus points, Madison's your man. Um, but irrespective yeah. of where Son's playing, because Son's quite streaky as well. So even if he is playing up top, 
uh, which is, which, you know, obviously it's been rare over the years because Harry Kane's been playing there. But in the times he yeah. has, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been thought. Ooh, I mean, Son is very clinical, very good. But if he's against a low block side, um, like Sheffield United could be, um, it doesn't fill me with um, hope. Whereas against yeah. the sort of West Ham defence of sort of defend, 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 then sort of smash and grab, trying to get, trying. I mean, the, the, which worked beautifully against Brighton, but I don't see that working against Man City. And if they're conceding. You know, twenty-five shots against Brighton. Haaland's as, as great as the Brighton strikers are. Haaland's in an, another stratosphere, so yeah. ha- Haaland will take advantage of that. So it's so it's more of a case of how many will Haaland score, not will. Huge responsibility, yeah. And for, for Madison, going back to the Madison Son thing, I think this is the game where they're going to be more reliant on ever than him for a yeah. player creating, yeah. pulling the strings. It might take a set piece, a free kick, a corner. Um, so I think he's a, a really good option this week. I don't think I'd captain, captain no. Madison over somebody like Haaland. But I think if you own him and you don't own Son, I think you can still go into this game week pretty confident that, that Madison's going to do well. Son has still got to get through another fixture, um, I think, this, well, this evening, isn't it, yeah. at St. James's Park. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to be alarmed around. We were talking earlier. Mm. We've seen a couple of pictures of him with um, with his uh, with his knee with an ice pack on it, which I don't think is a new thing. I think that that, that he's been managing that. Our understanding is for, for mm. the season so far. But again, it's just something to monitor. If he isn't in that starting eleven later on, we're obviously going to then need an update. So um, hold those transfers if you yeah. if you. I mean, we spoke about it on the last episode, didn't we, Joe? But. Mm. Um, let's just see what if, if there's anything in that or not we did um, speak around the last uh, so do have a look at that last video that we have a quite interesting discussion about with especially with people in the live chat about making early transfers and, and that's the risk you take and if you're taking that risk because you, you would be priced out of any price changes so be it but if you're taking that risk just because you want to get an extra point one, but you say you've already got a million in the bank and can easily afford it then you perhaps might want to weigh that up but you know some people like that risk. That's why they play the game. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, don't be, don't go crying when Son gets injured <laughs> against uh, where he plays tonight um, at 5.30. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he won't. I mean, we think he'll, we think he'll play through the middle again. I mean, there is Richarlison there. He's been playing yeah. for Brazil. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if he gets, he's going to, even if he doesn't start, he's going to play it. I think this is the perfect game to get Richarlison but a confidence back in him, maybe. And so it wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench, he, he goes up front and Son moves back to the left wing or something like that, maybe. I don't think that's unrealistic. Okay. So, I mean, we've only had one game of Son at centre-forward and there is a bit of mm. uncertainty. I think it'd be harsh to move him from an hour after a hat-trick, mm. but there is a bit of uncertainty there about where he is going to play longer term. Definitely. So, um, and that, before we move on to, I uh, just want to recap on the, Goals imminent and assists imminent tables we, we did last week. Um, uh, and one more fixture I just want to flag up. It's the Manchester United-Brighton one, but more less about the Brighton attack, but more about the Brighton defence. So Brighton's defence, minutes per expected goals conceded every 48 minutes. Um, Manchester United, there's a bit of turmoil there. They've got certain players, have got certain off-the-field issues. Uh, Anthony is the latest there. He won't play. Sancho is not playing. He's fallen out with the manager. Um, unlikely he'll play. So this is the whole right wing gone. Um, Fernandez can play there. Um, but also there might be a chance for the theme of this show, Under the Radar Gems. We've got Palestri 
um, could play, uh, Garnacho could play on the left wing and perhaps Rashford might move. Um, so you've got potential options there. Um, out of all, and of course, Hoyland <laughs> is their new striker, um, who we haven't seen much of in the Premier League, but he seems good. He seems like he's going to fit in. He's definitely a Ten Hag player. Um, so out of all of those names I've just mentioned there, which, which do you think would be the, the one that would get in your differentials article each week? Hoyland, I think. Oh, okay. I think he looked good against um, he looked good against Arsenal when he came on. I think he's you know it's what United have been missing that proper centre forward who can hold the ball up, bring others into play. I did actually when I saw the notes for the show earlier, Joe, I spoke to Neil about who obviously the team news guru. He knows what he's mm. talking about with lineups, and I said, you know, what are the chances of Palestri playing? Mm. And he was saying, you know, look, he hasn't played a Premier League game before, and do you throw him into a fixture of the this you know big big game mm. against Brighton? And then we start talking about other options. You know, you could push Rashford to the right, and Garnacho could come into the left, um, Hoyland up top. Then, and that doesn't have an impact on Fernandez, but you could move Fernandez to the right as well. Mm. Um, and then you would maybe put Ericsson to attack in midfield, and Amrabat would come in at the base next to Casemiro. Mm. So there's quite a few different options there. And that's why I wouldn't feel confident saying, yeah, go for Palestri yeah. or go for Garnacho because I'm just a bit unsure. I mean, Joe, you're, you're the, the Brighton fan. I mean, if Wan-Bissaka has done very well against Matoma previously, mm. but do you think that you need, um, would, do you think then putting Palestri in front of Wan-Bissaka, I don't know enough about Palestri and his kind no. of his work rate and how much defensive side of his game it needs work or if it's very good. I don't know, but yeah. that seems to me like maybe a bit of a risk in this fixture. Yeah, well, Wan-Bissaka can get the better of Matoma. So he's, oh. he's, he, he is kryptonite to Matoma's magic. Um, but um, I do think he, you will need... Um, a right wing player that you can trust there. So, which makes me think yeah. that Fernandez might get the nod. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if anyone did you see the, the Portugal game. Uh, I saw a couple yeah. of, couple of clips, uh, Portugal yeah. beat Luxembourg nine, nine nil. I think it was in the end, uh, the Luxembourg manager, I think left halfway through the second half because <laughs> he's added <laughs> up, but he, um, the, um, one of the, one of the many three um, Fernandez assists was out from the right in a sort of a right wing position. It was quite, a, uh, it was quite a, an amazing assist actually mm. for the goal. So it makes me think that if you're a Fernandez owner, it wouldn't. I mean, I would, I wouldn't like. I prefer to see Fernandez through the through the middle, but I, I, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he played there. He's, he's played there a few times before, yeah. hasn't he? For uh, United, it's not an unfamiliar position. No. I don't think they've used. I don't think they've used Ericsson as because Mount's not going to be back. We don't think. No. I think they're targeting the Bayern match. Okay. So does does he then put Ericsson in the hole? Well, I don't think he's done that too much before, but he could easily do it, couldn't he? So yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but Hoyland, I think, out of the, yeah. just because I think he'll start and I think he's looked good. Mm. And um, yeah, again, another another forward to yeah. to add to the list, which is quite a rarity in FPL, but we've probably got eight, nine, ten options mm. yeah. up front and, and forward who I probably wouldn't mind punting on. So. No, no. And, and as I said, with Archer at 4.5, we've got that, mm. we've got that rare thing. A, a starting and good striker of 4.5, which is, it doesn't happen every season. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind three, three slots of players you, you can rely on every, every week, you know, going, yeah. switching to some kind of uh, 3 4 3. 
But then we've got all these midfielders. So three, five, two mm-hmm. still makes sense. But yeah, as yeah. you said, lots and lots of choice, lots of choice. And this is where these, these players are emerging. But, you know, it's interesting, Manchester United. Um, I'm not around for team news with uh, Neil this Friday, but I think David or someone else will, will be there with him. Um, and so do watch that. Um, and I will certainly watch it back when I'm back um, uh, on uh, Friday night uh, to, to, to watch that because um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Manchester United are going to line up um, because they're against a good, a, 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 a poor defence, but a, uh, or rather a defence that can concede and a good attack. You're quite, you're quite down on Brighton's defence at the moment, are you, Joe? No, not, not, not as, well, I'm down on it in terms of clean sheets, but, but I think yeah. we're down on everyone. A clean sheet, yeah. so it's a bit early to say. Yeah. I, I do think I do think that Brighton have very good defenders. I haven't seen enough of Igor. Uh, he's played Igor, uh, however you pronounce him, has joined. Um, so he could be good as well. Webster's not having a great season. Uh, so Van Heck and Dunk, I think, is a great centre back partnership. Um, but will they keep clean sheets, especially in a match like this? Probably not. Um, but a Stupinand yes. so attacking, I you know I'm I'm quite happy to field him this week if I need to, because um, uh, yeah. So so I'm not I'm I'm down on them from the defensive point of view, but that doesn't discount a Stupinand being um, a yeah. great all round FPL points getter um, there. Um, Agreed. Okay, before we have a look at our teams, I'm just going to flag up the goals imminent and assists imminent tables that we had uh, last week. So do have a look at last week's video. Uh, it's just in the live section on our channel. Uh, just it's only five or six videos back last week, last Tuesday, uh, or just you know search for goals imminent, uh, fancy football scout, and you'll get that video. So you'll have all our comments on it. So I'm just just for those that can't be bothered to do that i'm just going to read out some of the names and that's it we'll move on but if you want commentary on that go and have a look at last week's video but goals imminent in terms of game week five jackson um uh, watkins are the top there uh bernardo fernandez uh, bruno fernandez and enzo fernandez are also high up on that um and you've got rashford as well sneaked onto the goals imminent table these well apart from jackson watkins and bruno fernandez and rashford if they're on this table, they frequently pop off um, because they score. Uh, and there's a good Manchester United run at the moment. So I'd definitely hang on to your Manchester United attackers would be good advice. Meanwhile, on a cis-imminent table, um, Pascal Gross, a good timing. Um, he uh, loves playing against Manchester United, loves to score and assist uh, against them. And he is uh, second in this table by Fernandes. Um, and uh, with his 17 corners, uh, and then you've got Bruno Fernandes is on here as well. Son could be getting some assists from Son. Kulusevski's here. Trippier, Newcastle. Interest in Newcastle players. So if you want commentary on those, have a look at last week's video. But um, I just wanted to flag up some of those names here because there's a lot of players that people are interested in getting in. Or in fact, with the likes of Rashford and Bruno Fernandes, people have actually removed. Um, so they've actually gone down yeah. in price. Um, let's have a look at our teams. Our game week five thoughts. So I'll pop your team up first, Tom. Um, okay. Do you want to go through your players? Uh, presuming you haven't any, made any moves, and, and if you've got if you've got any moves planned. Yes. So the the team um, I think you can see on your screen has uh, Onana in goal, mm-hmm. um, Saliba, Chilwell, and Udogi at the back, mm-hmm. and then I've got five five across midfield: Saka, Sterling, Mbomo, Fernandez, and Rashford. Jackson and Harland at top. Harland's my captain. And then on the bench, I've got Ariola, Archer, Estupinan, and Gahey. 
got two free transfers and I've got 1.3 million in the bank. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's just, I'm just going to stop you. That's about as perfect as it gets. <laughs> great team, two free transfers, money in the bank and a great bench. Yeah, well, it, well it's, it's kind of been the, the last few videos we've done, Joe. Mm. I haven't really had any obvious moves to make and I don't really like that because I feel like I'm, sometimes you're searching around for moves and you don't really, again, this team probably doesn't really need, I don't think anywhere, transfer. I think there's maybe a bit of a weakness in goal with the current situation with mm. United's defence and Onana. But after this week, the fixtures get good again. Players like Varane and Shaw and Martinez should start to come back. So I don't really feel like it's a, a priority move there. Um, I looked at the back line and thought, I'll probably only play Saliba in two of the next five game weeks. So I could sell him, but I'm not sure if I really need to. A Stupinan... I'll probably only play in game week six, but he's actually quite useful that game mm. week because Arsenal play Tottenham. Yeah. And so immediately Saliba and Udogi come out of my team and Estupinan mm. and Gahey come in next week. So I don't know if the defence needs much work this week. Mm. And then you start looking at other areas of your team. And again, it's hard to know where where the transfer is. I think if I, the most likely player I'd sell is, is perhaps Saka. Mm. Um if I was going to, look, I mean, I haven't got a Tottenham midfielder, and this is a great fixture this week. Yeah. But then they've got, they've got two trickier fixtures after. Mm. I still think they can score in them, though. Um, I mean, so that's kind of putting me off a Spurs midfielder a bit. I mean, do you think if you didn't own Madison this week, Joe, would you move for him now, bearing in mind no. the fixtures after? No, no. I, th- I think. Uh, Madison time was a few a few weeks back, mm, or so, or yeah. after the two tricky f- fixtures. So as you mentioned, there Spurs um, they got Sheffield United at home next, but then they got Arsenal mm. away and Liverpool at and home, Liverpool, and then yeah. they've got Luton in game week eight. So game week eight it starts getting great again, which is why people that's, the, that's the swing. That's yeah. the swing there. Yeah. So Madison yeah. time is not now. It was it's game week eight, or if you've done it before, um, yeah, that's what I think. And I'm I'm going to captain Hardless Harlan regardless. Yeah. So I kind of think then if I if I wanted to captain Son, I could I could maybe say, well, yeah, the move's worthwhile, the transfer yeah. Saka to Son and Captain Son is worthwhile. But if I'm not gonna do that, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what happens over the next couple of days. And I'm not completely ruling out a Saka to Son or a Saka to Madison. But again, I mean I like Gibbs White as well, but it's very yeah. hard to know. I'm not I mean, gonna sell them Bomo. I mean I t- right. tell you what, so there's a couple of a couple of I mean at the moment, my instinct would be just to burn a transfer because <laughs> it's because mm, because yeah. even your bench is pretty good. <laughs> so you've got yeah. Ariola in, who's the best four point one, four point zero goalkeeper, and he probably will be on most wild cards. So he's only going to go up mm. in price. Um, but good, a good couple of ideas in the chat. Okay, so um, yeah. Chris Chapman says Son in for Rashford. Now, even though this isn't the best time to get nah. a Spurs player in, and you would reject that, other people might consider mm. that who've got both mm. Fernandes and Rashford um, to go into that Brighton match with two Manchester United attackers and maybe go for Son. That's an option. But another one, and this this might be one you might consider. Archer's on your bench there. Archer is a, you know, obviously a four point five option. You probably you haven't used a wild card yet. You're going to wild card at some point. You might want to get go back to that four point five. But you've got the money in the bank to do Archer to Morris, and Morris has a good fixture this week um, in in the, with Fulham away, and he has good fixtures coming up. So he, he's yeah. he, could, he could be used, and then you've got him in for game week seven, and by that time he could be 
point two, point three more expensive. So not that, a bad shout. Would you start him? Would you start him this week, Joe? Over over, over mm. any of your other players, no. But he's a great no. first sub, and he's in yeah. place. His price isn't going to go down. No, no one, no, no one's already yeah. got Morris. People are going to get Morris, and I, I, I would, I'd be actually, I would be minded to do that. Who was who, who, who um, said that? Eng uh, Eng uh, Seven Iceman. Uh, well, this is why. Well Good move. This is this is why I like coming on these shows, and we didn't used to do this segment, but I really like it because just having a fresh pair of eyes yeah. on the team. I hadn't really given that too much thought. I'm not saying I'll definitely do it, but it's just nice to think yeah. about other options. And the, um, whoever said the, the Rashford to Son move, I didn't mean to just disregard it straight off the no. bat, but I do think that um, with Rashford, I think back on the left, yeah, Hoyland yeah. coming back in. But this week, I'd rather have Son than Rashford, but when you look at United's fixtures after Burnley, Palace, Brentford, Sheffield United... That's why I'm kind of a bit hesitant to remove Fernandez or Rashford now because I know that I'll want them back for for the week after for Burnley. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean the the Morris show it, it's not a bad yeah. one. Yeah. No. Um, uh, I think I think N7 Iceman has basically said that he he meant Morris for game week seven, but it's actually quite a good shout okay. now to have him in place. And other people in the in the, the chat are agreeing. Zem is agreeing with that as well. Um, okay. Um, I I, I think. The, yeah, I think he's a really good option for the bench there. There's, you know, he wouldn't come in at anyone. The only other potential option, you've got to think of weak links. Um, and I would probably say Jackson is a slight unknown. So yeah. We don't yeah, know. I mean, we, we don't know whether those underlying stats are going to turn into goals or he'll just forever be on that goals imminent table. Yeah, I did look at Jackson and... Um, I suppose Alvarez is the player which you look at as a good replacement, but it's just that international fixture yeah. which is making me think, don't yeah. do that now. He'll probably play, but, you know, Jackson at Bournemouth, he's struggling at the moment, but let's just, maybe the international break will have done him a bit of good. And that's that goes, That's the same with Sterling. You know, Sterling hasn't been on international no. duty. He's fully refreshed after two weeks. He underwhelmed against Forest. Close, both of them were close to attacking returns, mm. but Jackson missed missed the, the cutback. But I think that I think I can give them double Chelsea attack doesn't feel great at the moment. But given the fixtures, the next four, I think I can at least give it Bournemouth and then kind of reanalyze them. I'll probably have two free transfers next week as well. I'm yeah. only going to use one, if anything, this week. So uh, I suppose I could look at something like Gahey to a Newcastle defender yeah. just to get them in place for that good run. But uh, I don't know if I want to go up to Shah. I think I prefer Botman, and uh, yeah. I wouldn't play them. At, I wouldn't probably would I play at home against Brentford this week instead no. of Saliba. Probably not. No, no and also you've got so. Mbomo, so you're 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 reducing mm. the chances of you getting a sort of clean sweep of points yeah. from two players because you've got attack versus defence. No, I think that's um, I think lots to think about there. Um, yeah. and, uh, I'd be, I'd be very tempted by that move. Um, also, um, in the live chat, uh, Garrick has pointed out that Morris is against Fulham, who, who's got a great memory because five minutes ago we showed the weakest defences and Fulham are the weakest. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, uh, Morris against the, the weakest defence. That's a, that's a championship game there and then. Um, and that could, it could do well. Mm. Um, okay. 
Um, yeah, got me thinking now. But yeah, move on to move on to. That's I'll move on to my. So, so uh, you, yeah. you you were saying you know it was getting a bit boring with your team. You know, no changes to make. It's all perfect and brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, luck, sorry, just, l- luckily sorry. I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I, it'll be me in a few weeks. I've always got to move. I can make. <laughs> so I am also rocking a three-five-two like many people this season, and I've gone Turner in goal. Uh, against yeah. Burnley, so I think he's I think he's a good shout yeah. actually. Fingers crossed for a clean sheet there um, mm. against Burnley at home. Um, I've got Diaz uh, against West Ham. I'm hoping that West Ham's um, smash and grab raids don't they they just sit back and don't just fail <laughs> to smash and grab <laughs> a goal. But you never know. Man City, I can see that being three one to them with him conceding. Yeah. Uh, Chilwell, mm. I think it's great. Um, and defence against Bournemouth. Um, I, currently, I've got a Stupinan, but I prefer a Stupinan as my first bench. I like his attacking threat. I don't think he's going to get a clean sheet. So ultimately, I would prefer him as my first sub. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain who I might go for in a, in a minute. I've got Madison as my vice-captain. Uh, I think he's very good this week. Rashford and Bruno, I'm happy with that. I really like Manchester United's run. Happy with those two at home to Brighton. Even though I... Yeah, right, my team. Um, Saka away to Everton. Thank you very much. <laughs> That'll do nice. Sterling, I, I'm very happy with him. He passes the eye test. So let's hope he can uh, turn his good performances uh, into more goals away to Burnley. I've got Haaland captain, like many people. I've got Ferguson still. So he has... Um, I, I like this slot at the moment. I've had Pedro and now Ferguson. So Ferguson's got, got me... 20 no 17 18 19 19 points from this role and pedro has got me eight points so it's 27 points from one position on my team which is if i had a striker from the off game one who got 27 points by this stage i'd be very happy i have used obviously a transfer so i don't mind i'm not wedded to ferguson so if he is if he's out this week i'll bench him and i will uh, look to get another defender in uh, to maybe go four five one. If because I want to play Ferguson against but Bournemouth in game Bournemouth, six. Yeah. If he looks like he, if it's one of those, oh, he's undecided and you know he's definitely not playing here and we don't know. And then I'll just I cut my losses and I'll move on. I'll just get Morris in. He's against the worst defense. I think that's a great shout and he's in place for game seven and I'll just field him as well. Um, so I'll do that um, and. Uh, but if Ferguson's fine, then I'll play him happily for the next two game weeks. And then game week seven, I'll move him to Morris. Um, and on my bench, I've got Anana, uh, Henry, uh, Archer and Bayer. Um, so I've explained all those Ferguson permutations there. So Morris is on my radar there, possibly might be needed. Um, I'm actually thinking of getting rid of Henry because I don't want right. to play him against Newcastle. I think if I go for someone like Adogie, I've got a great fixture this week. I can move a Stupinan to the bench. Um, and I've got Archers and perhaps a backup for Ferguson. Um, and so, and a Stupinan as a backup for Ferguson indeed. So, you know, I, I don't mind that so much. Um, and I think um, uh, I, 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 with the, you mentioned about Adogi, you're benching Adogi game week f- six for a Stupinan. Yeah. That's exactly what I'll be doing. I'm just gonna, yeah. gonna swap them out of their good fixtures, and then Adogu um, can can sort of sit on the bench a bit more. I'm happy to play a Stupinan uh, until I walk up. So um, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess you, yeah. If Ferguson is out, 
Um, but if there's a chance of him being back for Bournemouth and you want to make that defence mm. move. I, I don't think losing Henry is ideal because I think he's got good fixtures still yeah. to come, hasn't he? But you might feel like if you if you're if you think Ferguson against Bournemouth has got the potential to be another Newcastle when he gets a hat trick and nobody else owns yeah. him, which they which they won't if he misses no. this week. Um, then that might be worth doing the defensive move. You probably want to keep hold of Bayer just because he's cheap. He's got a double coming exactly. up. You might might not play him, but he mm. might be useful if you get, you know. And it's hard to, again, like you're not going to lose a midfielder. The, the midfield looks absolutely great this week. It looks, mm. um, yeah, it, it's, be, it's better than mine because you've got Madison in, instead yeah. of Mbomo this week. And uh, so, no, I think it's a good team. I'm, yeah, Ruben might can might concede, but don't think playing a city defender is, wrong, is a bad thing. Yeah. No, and um, so, so yeah, maybe maybe the defensive move. So, so I I have um uh, I forget how many transfers I got left. I've got one transfer, I think. Um, one one transfer. So I I will use one, and it yeah. Ferguson and getting a defender that's better than a Stupinan and Henry in my first eleven mm. is a key for me. Um, but I don't. See, I didn't. We wouldn't field Archer, but I'd be happy with Archer's first sub. Yeah, I was know. just about. I was just about to say. I mean, I think that um, Tottenham have kept a couple of clean sheets mm. so far, haven't they? But yeah. I don't think they've been entirely convincing. No. And and so, I, yeah, Archer on the counter attack, nicking a goal. I think they'll lose, but in a three-one or a four-one yeah. maybe or something. Then, well, maybe that's being a bit harsh on Sheffield United. Maybe a two or a three-one. Mm. But you would. If Archers, I think, going to be involved in there. I think when you see a goal alert from Sheffield United yeah. now, I think there's a good chance Archer's going to be involved in that. And yeah. so, um, spearheading the attack. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't mind him as a first sub at all. So. Okay, so a bit, a bit to think about. I'm, I'm away most of the day Friday, but I'll be back in the evening. It's a Saturday deadline, thank God. <laughs> yes. These Friday deadlines yeah, are really tricky, especially when you're working. And, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's very difficult to do. You know, I'm, I'm blessed that I do the team news video with Neil, so I'm getting first-hand all the, the expert yeah, tees on it, but it's still difficult. Yeah, it always feels rushed, doesn't yeah, it? And uh, I, like it. I, often, I often cover the Friday night games for scouts, so I work the mornings and then I take a, a break in the afternoon. Mm. But you don't really feel like you want to be taking a break on the Friday. You can't really, no. because you're always checking your phone. And so yeah. it doesn't really feel like you're... No. And then you work, work, it's just... Yeah, Saturday deadlines are just, I'd much, much prefer them. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so we've got some interesting thoughts for our teams in game week five. I'm sure those in the live chat do too. Do get your questions in the live chat. Do put a question mark at the end so I can see them easily. We do have some questions already. So I'll start reading them out and have a think uh, in the live chat um, about your own questions as well so um yeah um now a lot of people a couple of people uh story of films in particular rashford to gross they've put a little winky face on that but not unusual gross has an amazing track record against manchester united um i was reading another article about it i think he scored two goals in two minutes or something like that um in the uh last uh in a game last season uh against manchester united and i do remember the 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 game where he didn't get a return but walked over three bonus points because he ended up being the best player on the pitch in a losing side. Well, he's, um, he's created more chance than any other player in the division so far this wow. season. Okay. <laughs> so um, there's that. Yeah. And he's he's been playing in central midfield, hasn't he, Joe? There yeah. hasn't been that mm. shift into right back so far no. this year. It's obviously Milner's come in, hasn't he? Yeah. He can play there. And um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, Gross always feels like we speak about it so much, don't we? It feels like he's kind of like third, fourth in mm. pecking order, especially with Fatty coming yeah. in as well. But he does deserve more credit because he, yeah. he tends to tick, tick along quite nicely, doesn't he? he? Does. And he's a massive, massive threat from set pieces and loves playing United. And he plays every, almost every game. And yeah. um, in fact, every game, unless he's injured. So if I was doing a set and forget team, game week one, I would put Gross in. Um, yeah, he's good in the draft mode, isn't so, he? So, so if you're off on holiday and away from the internet for a couple of weeks, get grossing. <laughs> you'll get you'll get some points there. Uh, Joshua Tan asks, "Would you play Pedro, Joe?" I, I would wait until team news because he, if Welbeck's not back and Ferguson's not yeah. back, then Pedro will play, and he could be, even be number nine. Uh, yeah, um, think that so. Um, oh, here's Nevis asks thoughts on Jesus, guys. Jesus has scored more goals versus Everton than any other opponent in his career. I'm just going to trust Nevis on that one. Um, yeah, Tom, what do you reckon? Jesus, we talk about all these strikers, but yeah, that's another one to add to the list, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, he, he looked good when he came on, didn't he? He got the mm-hmm. goal, and um, I was expecting a, a, a bigger season from him, and then he picked up the injury yeah. didn't he, quite early doors. But yeah, again, he's another forward who, um, He's going to get chances in that Arsenal yeah. team. It's a very, a very good side. And, um, you know, if you've got Odegaard, if you've got Saka, you've got Martinelli there, you know, you've got creative players, he's going to he's gonna do well. And, I mean, the fixtures are a bit mixed, aren't they, after Everton? I don't know, it gets Tottenham, Bournemouth, Man City, Chelsea. But, you know, you're going to back Arsenal to score probably in each yeah. of those games. Yeah. So, um, I don't dislike it. I mean... Don't I don't know if has he been away with I don't know if he's been away with Brazil actually but um I doubt he probably has so no. he might have been building might have been building up his fitness potentially yeah. I'll have a look at that now um just so we okay no well but, yeah I'll, carry I'll, on and I'll, I'll, I'm even to, to another question and then you can come back mm. and see uh, Jesus's sort of status at the moment um J seven seven lag uh, what to do with Jota guys stick or transfer out for Madison he might haunt me he might haunt his old team um. Okay, yeah. So Jota is exactly one of those players. If you've got, you know what you're buying yourself into. He's a player that won't start every game. If he comes on as a sub, he could get a hat trick. He could start and get a hat trick. He could come on and get one point. That's the player you've bought into. You haven't bought into a 90 minute man. So that's what you're risking every time. If he's if he's fit, irrespective of you know, whether he's starting, all of these things, you are risking losing points there. But that's the risk you take. But do you transfer out for Madison? Madison, granted, has a great fixture this week. So Liverpool play, um, uh, just looking down the list, I can't even find them. So yeah, Liverpool play Wolves away, which is an okay fixture. Um, But of course, Madison has Sheffield United. But um, they have Liverpool. And so Spurs have Arsenal and Liverpool in the next two. So I would just stick with Jota for the moment, personally. And I think Madison times game week eight. But that's the risk you take if you, yeah, if you own, if you own Jota. Yeah. See what the team news says on Friday, yeah. because with Liverpool, you have got Diaz coming back from yeah, international yeah. duty from South America. You've got Darwin coming back from South America. Yeah. So if there is, it wouldn't be a surprise if yeah, um, that's true. Jota played this weekend. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a pretty good fixture against that, Wolves. Do you know what? It? Do you know what? That's a really good point. Um, I hadn't mm. thought of as well. Yes, that does that. I would say, so if I was doing the stats on rate my team, uh, I would bump up Jota's minutes. Tweak it. 
I would tweak yeah. his minutes because uh, I think he could possibly get more minutes uh, there. Did you did you find out where Jesus is currently? Yeah, he's, he's in North London. And oh, he, has, he hasn't gone, as far as I'm aware, I just had a look at the Brazil mm-hmm. list, which Neil compiled. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, I think that's a good thing if, you, if you're considering him, I think two weeks on the training pitch, getting getting his match fitness back, well, not match fitness, but trying to get sharper in training. I think that that's probably, that's probably a positive. And, um, but then uh, does he come, does he, does he start at Everton with Unketia playing, playing well? Probably he does come back in, mm. but again, I'd want to refer to people uh, like Neil, who knows more about the team news and see what he yeah. says on Friday. Okay. So, um, as, as has been pointed out, I haven't had it verified, but um, he has scored more against them than any other team um, mm. in the Premier League. Um, Garrick asks, who's the best second City attacker? Uh, pick Foden, who is, he believes is overachieved. Alvarez, which frees up a midfield slot. And could be, could be the deputy penalty taker, he said. Um, the only thing I would say, yes, I mean, I've got the money to replace Ferguson with Alvarez now. And I mm. would do, apart from the fact that Alvarez on Wednesday night is playing practically on the moon without a spacesuit in Bolivia. So he's yeah. so far up there. So if, if I can get a guarantee from Pep Guardiola, which is not going to happen on Friday, that both Alvarez's lungs are still intact after playing up a mountain then I would be tempted by that. But I would, as Tom just said, wait for team news on that one. Yeah, I mean, he does look he does look really good. You know, he's creating, he's playing that kind of more creative midfield yeah. role and he's creating a lot, but he's also getting a lot of shots and he's started to take a lot of set pieces to yeah. out of nowhere as yeah. well. So there's loads of route to points. Mm. You've got Champions League coming back in, which always makes me a little bit hesitant with City players mm. not named Haaland. But it does feel like with De Bruyne's absence, he's becoming quite, he's becoming more and more of a key player in that team. So okay. um, I still think he'll do very well. Um, Tom O'Connell asks, he plans to drop Wissa and pick up a Wanyi or Morris looking ahead to the double. A Wanyi seems like he can score against anyone. Thoughts? Well, we we have just discussed those exact players. So do do have a listen back to, to that that chat. Um, but I would say it depends on what position your team is in. If if Tom is like our Tom here and his team is fine and he's struggling to make a change, really, um, then I would consider going a one year then Morris <laughs> because yeah. a one year has a great fixture next. So does Morris, granted, but a one year is a better player. And mm. you could do the sort of thing that I've been doing as well with Pedro to Ferguson, quite happy to hop on, hop off. And strikers just go for whoever's playing, you know, the worst defense and is a good striker. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would consider that. But if you're not, you haven't got the luxury of that. Just go Morris because that's a move you could probably want to make game week seven. Yeah, I'd agree with that 100. percent So I don't think there's anything wrong. Look, you know, we we said be hesitant with mm. with 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 them um, Luton and Burnley players at the beginning, and there is an element. Don't be expecting them to to get braces every week. But if it if you're making a move now and um, you know, even if Morris doesn't do do much at Fulham, then you know you've got three fixtures in the next two game weeks after that. Yeah. So even on appearance points, even if he lets you down, he's still probably going to get four points in a, in a double game week, you'd hope. And he's on penalties, so there's always a chance that he gets a goal and a bit of bonus. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to hear he goes to Man City next week, doesn't he? So yeah. it, pro- it, it might be a quite... And then he plays Brentford at home, which isn't a terrible fixture, no. but Brentford are pretty good defensively. So yeah. it does feel like the Awanihi players 
all about game week five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's why I mean, it's sort of a luxury move if you wanted to just yeah. play around there. But yeah. if not, just go straight Great. for Morris. Um, uh, yeah. Yun asks uh, Foden to Son. Um, if, yeah, if you can afford it. Um, I'd be tempted, but you always run a risk. <laughs> Foden's a good player as well. Um, and Son, yeah. you're, just, you're literally doing it for one fixture because the next two are bad and then they become good again. But you have yeah. to play Son for his price during the bad fixtures. Whereas Foden, during that time, has Nottingham Forest at home and Wolves away. So, yeah. so and, he's um, arguably got three good fixtures in a row rather than one. Yeah, and the deadline, not this game week, the game, game week after the first match is at 3pm on a Saturday because there's one of the 8pm games again and City is the 3pm. So there's a good chance we'll know by yeah. deadline if Foden is starting in that. And if he is, he's obviously a, yeah, an amazing yeah. option at home to Forest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, see what happens with this Son news and see mm. okay. see where that takes you. But if you're not going to put the armband on Son this week, then I might be tempted to... To keep, to keep Foden. Um, I've, the answer I've got for Russell's question, which is hold up, Isaac, is to hold hold that thought because um, this afternoon I'm going to be recording a video about Newcastle assets in which I'll talk about Isaac. And so do watch that. That'll be out about one o'clock on Wednesday. Um, and at one premise of that is that we don't know what changes are going to be in Champions League. And at the currently in Newcastle's attack, you've got these two tiers of players. You've got those that are starting and doing okay. You've got those who aren't starting, but are also doing okay. So with Isaac, you have Wilson in the wings who could get starts over him. And both are good options. Same applies to say Anthony Gordon, Harvey Barnes, etc., etc. Gordon is preferred to start but Barnes could come in and so on. Um, I mean, what do you feel that g- trying to guess which of Wilson and Isaac is, t- is too early at the moment? I'd, I'd need to see some Champions League games first myself. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a bit risky now. We don't know Isaac Champions League, Wilson mm. Premier League. Yeah. That could be a thing. And then if you've got Isak, you're absolutely gutted because you want him for these good fixtures. And if he's mm. if he's on the bench and for Sheffield United and Burnley, we want the starters for that one. And I just don't know yet. And uh, I think even if you ask the Newcastle fans yet, they're not quite sure how Eddie mm. Howe's going to play the Champions League. Um, and, and the same goes for players like Kieran Trippier. He's probably going to sit out one of the next few games. And so he um, can still do well, of course. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 it's quite frustrating. Uh, I guess we're quite lucky that Newcastle play Brentford this week. So I don't yeah. feel there's a massive urge to get them no. now. I think we can wait a week. They play AC Milan yeah. in the Champions League, see what the minutes are like in that and then make the move next week. Um, I think I'm kind of okay with that. But I think if you, the, the, the guy uh, who, or the, 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 the boy or girl who messaged, they've got Isak already. Is that right? Yeah, I, oh, well, I would assume yeah. so. Hold Isak. Yeah, hold Isak. So he presumably already has Yeah, Isak. I would. Yeah, just yeah, hold. Just keep, keep hold. Yeah. No need. And then find out. Um, we won't and we can't tell you this week because we'll know after the match uh, against Brentford and a bit more mm. information about Champions League. Yeah. Uh, Zubin asks, would you do Eze to Sterling on Bomo this week? Well, similar applies with Brentford as in no. Newcastle. You can probably do without them this week. And the same applies for Brentford against Newcastle. So Bomo is not urgent. If if I was to get one of Sterling on Bomo, it would be in Bomo long term he's better yeah. value and I'd want him just perhaps forever <laughs> um, but would I swap Eze out for any of them no 
Um, so no, it is a, like a word. Yeah. he's got Aston Villa away, but then he has Fulham at home, the worst defence. So the, 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 the minute you get Eze out against Aston Villa, and he could do, could get something in that, he might, might do, you, you're going to want him back game week six because that's a great fixture. That's a, I mean, I'm wildly predicting the scout picks for game week six, but I'd be surprised if Eze is not in the conversation for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's just got off the mark, hasn't he, before yeah. the international break um, against Wolves. Fulham at home, then Forest at home a couple of weeks after that. Good fixtures. Um, could be on penalties too, SA. We don't know yet, but he might be. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's an urgent need to go on Bomo or Sterling this yeah. week. I think they're fine to play. I'm playing them both in my team. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't own them, I wouldn't be massively worried about that, I don't think. So. Uh, Ted Wilson asked top three defender buys. That's tricky because I can't trust anyone for clean sheets at the moment. Mm. But I mean, well, let's have a look at, I'll go, I'll, I'll, put, a, I'll put a table up, the worst defences and flip it around. Look at the bottom. So who are the best yeah. defences? Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Brentford, Crystal Palace. So the top three defenders, I would say, if you're going to, if you've got a chance of a clean sheet, Man City. So someone like Diaz, Saliba for Arsenal, Chilwell at Chelsea, Omri or, 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 or Flecken in, in goal for Brentford, and then Gahey or Johnston, if we yeah. think he's going to keep his place. I mean, these are the, the best ones, but there's attacking ones. There's Stupin and at Brighton, not now, but when the fixtures turn, um, it's very attacking. So, I mean, there's a lot of choice, then, but, at the same, but at the same time, not much choice. <laughs> yeah, and I think that given the fixtures that Newcastle have had, to see them where they are in that table is actually quite encouraging yeah, when yeah. you consider they've played Man City, they've yes. played Brighton, yes. they've played Liverpool, they've played Villa. Yeah. Given the fixtures that they've got coming out, we don't know about Botman, mm. but there's Shah there for five million, or share, however you say it. Mm-hmm. And it, if you, it, yeah, so he's there if you don't want to go all the way up to Trippier, if you're a bit, a bit mm. concerned about him. So I think he's really good. I think Spurs defenders for this week are good, but you probably need to bench them in the two weeks after. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of players who have been injured, but are, we don't know the status. Mm. Players like Alexander Arnold, I thought looked brilliant against Villa. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to go there just no. yet. Just be aware of him. And Alex Moreno as well from my team, Villa. Yeah. Coming, hopefully coming back from injury soon. Villa's fixtures get really good in game week eight. So there's a couple more players might come onto the watch list in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think everybody that you said, Joe, are really good picks so, then and, and maybe, maybe add Newcastle to that. So, so I think probably the, the best answer to the top three defender buys is the top, get the top five. Because none... You will rotate them at the moment. So I like a Stupinan, but I'm not going to play him every week. Rotate him mm-hmm. and look at those sort of rotations. So a doggy is a great option this week, but bad the next mm-hmm. two, then he becomes good again. So who can you play yeah. in game week six and seven in his place? So Stupinan could be that person, for example. So Stupinan, a doggy could be a, a nice rotation and, and so on. So there's quite a few there. And as you said about Aston Villa, yeah, the likes of Cash and Moreno, they, these are definitely on my radar and they play yeah. Crystal Palace at home next, but then they got Chelsea uh, and Brighton. So that's tricky for clean sheets, I would imagine. Then as you yeah. said, game week eight, they've got Wolves. Um, so yeah, it gets good. really good then. And it gives us a bit of time as well yeah. to see how, because mm-hmm. Cash versus Moreno will be yeah. a big question once he's fit. And we don't yet know how um, Emery is going to play it. I think Moreno mm-hmm. will be the more advanced of the two. Mm-hmm. Um 
but we there's a you know Mings is out now, um, so we've got Pau Torres who's come in, and there's just a little bit of uncertainty and to, to see how it goes. So we actually again Villa's fixtures were quite fortunate in the way we don't need to rush into it now. Three weeks to analyse it, see where Alex Moreno is, and then make a decision maybe ahead of game week eight. Uh, we've got time for a couple more questions. One I'll just address now. FPL Gem asked something that someone else asked last week. Uh, what our current ranks are. Well, we're not telling. <laughs> uh, because it's, it's it's irrelevant what our current ranks are, especially after four game weeks. Um, but also, yeah. we're not that kind of show. We talk, we're talk. we looking at next week. and uh, But if uh, it's, it's an opportunity for me to apologise for last week. I did say that we had 15 top 10k ranks between me and Tom there. That is, of course, very inaccurate. We have 16. So uh, do apologise for that, FPL Gem. <laughs> um, and the final question um, is from Nevis. Son or Madison to captain? Uh, he's really stuck on this one. Uh, so we have sort of touched on this as well. So if you own both, who would you captain? I think I'd go Son. Okay. And I, I think I, I think I would just because I think that we we don't know, but we think he might be on penalties mm-hmm. being the captain. Hopefully you'll get 60, 70 minutes of playing through the middle. If there's nothing in this kind of these pictures, which have emerged, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's fit and he's healthy. And yeah, I just think coming off the back of that hat trick, um, I think I would be to, as a captain, I think Madison's a really mm. good pick, but I think I would just favour Son, I think, yeah. in that situation. What about you, Jay? Well, me as, as a dullard and also as a Madison owner. Um, I, I would go for Madison because I just think he'll be more involved. So whilst yeah. he, he there's, there's not a sexy hat trick in him, but he might no. get more points just through sheer assists and bonus and yeah. perhaps a goal. Um, as soon as he gets an attack in return, but, he's probably going to be in bonus in that kind of game, isn't he? Because he's going to see yeah. so much of the ball. So, but, but my actual answer to that question is neither Haaland because he plays West Ham. Mm. Uh, and I think that's mm. an okay fixture. Could be proved wrong, but do good luck to all those that do captain Son or Madison. I know, I know there yeah. will be a few in the, in the community uh, doing that, and so uh, good good luck with that because because it takes it takes a bit of bravery to go against Ireland, uh, but it could pay off. Um, well, um, before we go, just want to say um, thanks everyone who's joined us in the live chat. Um, and do remember to press that like button if you like the content. And even if you don't like it, just press it anyway. And if you, and do subscribe to uh, um, uh, Fantasy Football Scout on YouTube, but also uh, wherever you receive your podcast so you can keep up to date with all our latest content. Uh, as ever, Tom, thanks a lot for joining me. Good luck with the game. Good luck with your, your very enviable decision to... Uh, tweak your perfect team <laughs> somehow well, we've still got internationals to play haven't yeah. we it could suddenly within 24 hours i could have a couple of fires to put out england are playing tonight aren't they against yeah. scotland and plenty of uh, south american internationals and things so we don't know it looks good now but we're not at deadline yet so it, indeed uh, but thanks for joining me uh, i'll see you again next week uh, good luck everyone for game week five and uh, good luck with the rest of the season see you soon <laughs>